0: What's up? I'm Alexis Berry and this is The Exhale. I want to thank you in advance for tuning in and also want to let you know that the main goal of this podcast is to get connected through experiences and research. You can find me on Instagram under the underscore exhale. All right. I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome to season three, episode five, Anxiety. So, um, so far, I've talked about a lot of stuff. I talked about coping with emotions. I talked about healthy relationships. I've talked about PTSD. I've talked about a lot of things, but I haven't, um, specifically talked about anxiety and there's not ever a great time, a good time, a perfect time, you know, to talk about your anxiety. So I, you know, this was like, just take a chance, a shot in the dark. And I guess now is the time to talk about anxiety. It's been weighing heavy on my mind and it's one of the things I feel like everybody deals with, um, whether that's on a small scale or a large scale, but let's get right into it. All right. Season three, episode five anxiety. Okay. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is the mind and body's reaction to stressful, dangerous, or unfamiliar situations. It's the sense of uneasiness, distress, or dread you feel before a significant event. A certain level of anxiety helps us stay alert and aware. Okay, so what do I think about that? Well, I think that's true, okay? I mentioned before that um I have social anxiety. So, and I'm going to be honest, I just have anxiety. I feel like everybody has anxiety. Like I mentioned before, that's something I feel like everybody deals with, whether that's a, a small scale or a large scale. They deal with it in some type of way in their life. But for me, I realized that... um. It all starts from, uh, you know, doubt. That's the root. I start to doubt something. I, then I spin, you know, web out to, uh, worrying goes doubt. It goes worry. And then it goes to now I feel anxious. Now I feel uncomfortable, you know, and like they said before, now, in a sense, I'm dreading what I'm doing. I'm dreading what I'm about to do. I'm dreading, um, an interaction. So that's hard for me. Like I'm ha- I have a podcast. I do. I do poetry. Okay. So sometimes I talk in front of people, right? Sometimes it happens. Like not just, Oh, Hey, what's up? Like you want my advice. I don't know you, or you asking me about something. I don't really know you like that to feel comfortable around you. And yeah, it makes me uneasy, but I'm dealing with it. Which I, you know, I guess would be the main reason why I chose to talk about it. Because it's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, it's what I'm learning about to get more comfortable with myself. To feel like, um, hmm, you know, just just feel like there's a need for that. You know, and I know that sounds weird. Like, there's a need for anxiety. Yeah, I feel like there is a need for anxiety. Just like it says, like, to a certain, it says a certain level of anxiety helps us stay alert and aware. So it's kind of like when you are aware of your surroundings, you're aware of your environment, right? You're aware. You see somebody creeping up on you. You see somebody doing some weird shit and you're like, bro, what what the fuck are you doing? Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Or even if, you know, I'm be for real, like, even when I'm not the one who is the victim, you know, or say um, somebody's prey, right? You know, that happens all the time in, in the streets. That happens all the time. No matter where you go, there's somebody somewhere who's kind of preying on somebody for whatever reason, and then it gives you the ability to help them, help that person that you could either A, help the person who's being preyed on, or B, uh, you know, this is a really big step. A really, it takes a really big person, someone who has a very amazing character to go look be at, at the person who's trying to prey on people and try to see what's wrong with them and try to see if there's something you can do. So staying alert and aware, it helps you maintain safety. You know, it helps you understand what's going on. A lot of the times I said, what had me upset, what had me um, angry was I felt like I didn't understand what's going on. I'm confused. I feel un I felt, you know, I felt unaware of what was going on and now I'm confused as to what is going on. So that's the benefit to it. And it's kind of the crazy thing is I was told this week that nightmares are good. You know. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Great. What?" Cuz I like every morning my grandma asked me, "Did you sleep good? You sleep good?" I I say yeah or I say no, right? And I said Nah, I didn't really sleep good because I, I had some, you know, kind of scary dreams, to be honest. And I don't ever tell anybody about my dreams for real. I just don't. But unless they get real crazy and they involve somebody, I'm like, so, you know, like on some low-key weird shit, I'd be like, were you there? Or no? Okay, cool, 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 cool. But so I told her, you know, I had a bad dream. She said, I seen this on the news where they said nightmares are bad. I mean, nightmares are good, Right. Like, In my mind, I'm always going to think nightmares are bad. Like, you can tell me whatever you want, but I'm like, uh, they don't feel good. But it's the same thing as anxiety. When you build up your tolerance to being uncomfortable, you build up your tolerance to, um, what scares you. You build up your tolerance for what confuses you. You build up your tolerance for, um, the things that you don't want to do, the better you get at it. Nah, you, you... I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably not going to be the best. Like, I know I'm not going to be the best at doing something I don't want to do. That rarely happens that somebody's extremely great, extremely amazing at something they don't want to do. And when they say they don't want to do it, usually there's an emotion tied to it that's making them not want to do it. And they really do want to do it. So it doesn't really fall in that category. But I told my, I told my grandma, I said, I understand, you know, I mean, if something like that was to happen in real life, I would know now because I had that nightmare. Oh, okay, cool. I know exactly how to handle this. You know what I'm saying? Axe to the head type of energy. Like, okay, cool. But that's really what it is. You know, the same thing goes for stress. The more that you deal with it, I've said, like I said before, anything in your life, the more that you deal with it, the better you become at dealing with it. You'll never be 100% comfortable. What is 100% comfortable? I don't know. You know? So, I, I for myself, I, I look at it as honestly as I can. I say, where's that doubt coming from? How can I get rid of the doubt? And it's just practice, 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 over and over and over and over again. So I'm gonna be honest. When I started doing research about anxiety, I'm like, this not, like, I don't want to say this is all wrong, but I'm like literally thinking like, this is not what I, what I think about. This is not what I feel. And you know what? I don't think a lot of people feel this way. You know what I'm saying? Like they looked at it from a completely, I mean, that's okay. You know, that's okay that they looked at it from a medical standpoint. That's okay. But what I'm, I'm saying is that anxiety is so such a deep topic and is kind of honestly I feel like it's, it's specific to a certain person if not a group of people you know what I mean like it's different for different people the way that we go about it so I just felt like what what answer they were giving for what anxiety is was just a little bit too specific and it was a little bit too medical it was just it was like broad in all the wrong ways and specific in all the fucking wrong ways. And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, this is not about them. This is not about, um, I'm sorry. Like some fucking bullshit search engines point of view. It's not about that. It's about my point of view. And I continue to say that in every close to every podcast, this is my point of view. This is what I believe that right. So when they were, I mean, like, For what helps anxiety, there's so many different things. There's so many different things that help anxiety, okay? But I chose to talk about something that helps me and that I feel that helps others. Like I said, when you're dealing with anxiety on a small scale or a large scale, okay? So what helps anxiety? Breathing and positive reinforcement. That's how I reassure myself, okay? So I realized this because I started... Like doing different exercises. Like I said, I've testing out, okay, which ones do I like? What workout routine do I like? What workout routine do I not like? So I'm doing the exercises and it's kind of the same as anxiety. Okay. You're doing a really hard workout and it's super fucking hard. Like it's hard because your muscles are not used to that exercise. And now they're being forced to work in a way that they're not used to. So it feels extremely hard. Okay. So. I'm doing, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'm like, I feel like my head could explode. Like I, I'm, I'm literally feeling like just not good, you know, not good at all. And then the person on the video is like, don't forget to breathe. And I'm like, like, you know, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. That's the best you can do. You know what I'm saying? Not a five second, 10 second break. You kidding me? Just, just breathe. I'm like, Okay you know, fuck you. But then I got to thinking and I'm the next, I was like, okay, let's just try to breathe. Just, just try to breathe because I'm going to be honest. Like I'm getting off topic a little bit, but it's not really off topic. When I know something, I know something, but I don't always implement that. I know what I know. You know what I'm saying? I don't always remember what I know. I talk about this. I talk about that. I know it's important to breathe, but at that moment, I felt like I was in too much pain to breathe. I was in too much pain to think about what I knew to to do to help me. You know what I'm saying? But then there's helpful reminders. Okay, they remind me to breathe. So I start breathing, and I feel better. My brain doesn't feel like it's about to explode out of my ears. Um, My chest isn't tight. You know, I'm starting to feel like, okay, this, this ain't so bad. So it's the same thing with anxiety. So, um, the first time that I performed a poem in front of people, I was like, the first time I ever read a poem wasn't, was to my mom. And then I read it to my little brother. Okay. And then after I started reading to my family, I started reading to my friends at school. And after I started reading to my friends at school, my teacher started asking me, what are you writing? Could you read it for the whole class? Like just bullshit. Right. And then, okay, so. That, in front of my family, I felt like it is what it is. Y'all motherfuckers already think I'm weird. Y'all think I'm weird as fuck. I already know you think I'm weird. So I didn't really care. Moving forward. Talk to my friends at school and I read it. Read my poetry. I'd be like, uh, uh, okay, well, whichever. I'll just read this. You know, you wanted to hear it. So I'll read it. I still felt some type of way. My stomach kind of hurt. Da da. Okay, but I did it. Then when I read to my teacher, I'm like, well, when I read to the whole class, because my teacher says, why don't you read what you're so interested in writing? And that was the time when I, I said, you know, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I don't care what anybody has to say about me. Then when I went to the poetry slam and my teacher convinced me, said, I'll give you the extra points, Da da da. I went up there. Ah, I felt some type of way, but I still did it. All those times what had they had in common was that I took a deep breath, okay? And then I I gave myself a positive reinforcement by saying, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yes, they probably, I mean, there's no probably about it. Yes, they know I'm weird. You know, that I would say, like, where I'm from, being artsy, being creative is weird in other places it's probably not as weird they're like okay that's cool and that that's weird in columbia missouri it's, it's weird that you that you're writing poetry it's weird that you're good at writing poetry it's weird that that you you just weird you know what i'm saying but i had to you know give myself that positive reinforcement by saying it's going to be okay it's going to be okay i know honestly now how i feel because I just recently read um, some poetry in front of some people I didn't know, right? <clears throat> and uh, like I didn't know them at all. Not like I knew them through a friend We ha- or we had been talking for a, a little while, get to know each other. And then we, you know, met and I, I read, I don't know them at all. I don't even know their, f- I, I don't remember their names. You know what I'm saying? It was like one of them times. But I had to tell myself, stop, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. And either way, the best thing you can do for yourself is be you. You are going to get, I tell myself this, you're going to get way more worked up. Your anxiety is going to go through the roof if you try to stop this process. If you try to halt the process and tell yourself, don't be yourself, then I'm telling you. I mean, every time that I've ever done that, I think, well, who the fuck am I supposed to be? Well, who the fuck am I supposed to be? Now I don't know what to do. Now I'm acting even more weird. Then just, okay, she's kind of weird, like, being herself. Now I'm really being weird. So, it's necessary for me to breathe and give myself positive reinforcement so that way I can reassure myself and just let myself that it's going to be okay. Like, it it feels hurtful. It feels hard. It feels like something... That you can't hardly get through. But I relay that back with exercising for me. It's hard. Until you've done it 50 times. And then it doesn't get so hard. 50 times. And then 100 times. And then 200 times. And um. So basically I want to say that what helps my anxiety is breathing. Positive reinforcement. And practicing that over and over and over again. And continuing to tell myself. This is what I've been telling myself for a couple months now. I'm a winner regardless of my losses. I actually say, I am a winner regardless of my losses. I am a winner regardless of my losses. So it takes away a portion of the doubt. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter um, if it ends up good or ends up bad. Because I know I came here to be myself. And another thing that I said, um, I learned this week. Um, somebody, what was the question? It was like, um, it was basically about like, being creative over principles, right, and then there being a need to accept what you're doing, right? Being that okay, I don't really like to do this, but it's necessary to do, or this at this particular moment I'm suffering, but I'm not gonna relay suffering or um uh, an experience, a learning experience, because I don't want to call it a bad experience. Just saying that's like when you go through something that you need to learn from. How is it that you're going to look at it? And I said, the best way to look at it is to understand that freedom is subjective. There's no, um, there's no mindset. I don't even want to say that. I just want to say this. There's no specific way to be free for everybody. It's not a generalized way to be free for everybody. That's what I mean. There's not a generalized way to be free. But for me, the way that I feel free is knowing that every Opportunity I have to experience life is set from the path of me knowing that I I came to feed my soul and follow my heart. And that didn't happen until I said, I'm not gonna do this because it makes me unhappy. I'm not gonna do that because it makes me unhappy. I'm not gonna do this because it's not a dialogue that I'm proud of. I'm not gonna do that because that's toxic toxic, whichever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same way I feel. Um with my anxiety is that I let myself know, you know, what's real and what's not real. It's hard to, um, tell your brain that the picture they're painting of all this negativity, you know, I'm going to say this, it's like, yeah, that's, that's one way it could go, or it could go this way. It's really hard to say that. It's just one of those things. I feel like that whenever you learn how to deal with it, you're you're really learning that there's things in your life that you're going to constantly have to deal with, whether that be, like I said, on a small or a large scale for the rest of your life. And so it's kind of like one of them things where you say, I can't allow, I can't allow myself to get sick over this. I can't because it's not helping. I have to allow it to be what it will be and understand that it is what it is. If it ain't, it ain't meant to be. That's what I had to say with, with poetry. That's what I had to say with this podcast. If it ain't meant to be, it ain't meant to be. If it's something that I honestly cannot do. I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked at it. And it's something that I can't do. I can't read my poetry in front of people. something I worked and I worked and I worked at and I can't do. And I seriously worked at it. Maybe it's time to innovate. Maybe it's time to do something different. You know? But throughout that process of practice, I tell myself, just breathe just breathe. For a long time, I, um, you know, I played basketball and when we would go shoot a free throw, it would always, you know, we take a moment and breathe and kind of close our eyes and meditate a little bit. Right. But when I was doing that, I had no idea what it was called. I just was trying to slow my, my breathing down because I was just running up and down the court, you know? I'm just trying to to relax my body so that my arm doesn't slingshot this fucking basketball all the way over the fucking goal. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what it was called. But I learned that I have literally been trained from the time that I was five years old to just take a moment and breathe and real, and realize that I'm okay. It's the same thing as a free throw shot. Whether you miss or you make it. This is the moment where you're going to learn. Do I need to practice more on my free throws? Do I, or not, you know, which whichever. Just like with anxiety, this is the moment that you realize something amazing, something great is about to happen. I feel this craziness inside of me that I'm ready to release this shit. And it's like, regardless if it goes in or it goes out, you know, this is something that you feel passionate about that you, you need to practice more at. So you can be less... Uncomfortable, and so that you can be more sure of yourself. If it stems from doubt, if the root is doubt, then practice, practice, practice until comes a day when you don't have you have little to no doubts about what you're doing. Okay, it's it's. I mean the same. I had anxiety about reading my poetry and sharing it. I had anxiety about doing these podcasts and sharing it. I had a lot of anxiety. I have anxiety. About a lot of shit that comes to um putting my work out and sharing. You know what I'm saying? A lot, right? But the more that I have done it, the more that I get comfortable with it, the more I really feel like, you know, if somebody's not vibing with me, if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, that's a preference. That's your perspective because I feel me. I love what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing. I'm not finna, I'm not finna put out no bullshit. What I think consciously right now is some shit. Now, I listened back to some shit that was some months ago, and I'm like, this is ass. But at that time, I didn't think it was ass. So it is what it is. It's a learning experience. Okay, so the next thing says, talk about how anxiety affects your life. So, yeah, I didn't write anything down. So I'm going to have to actually think about this. (laughs) All right, so talk about how anxiety affects your life. Mm. How does anxiety affect my life? Well, you know, um, it's like I said. You just worry. You just worry. You just worry. You just worry worry all the fucking time. And you get to a point where you don't allow yourself to do what you want to do because you're so, um, you're so worried about what's going on, what people are gonna think. So how does that affect me in my life? Um sometimes I I don't I'm gonna be honest. I don't take the leaps that are necessary. And then I end up coming back to where I was to regain my strength so that the next time I get an opportunity to jump, I can jump. Because now I done missed the motherfucking boat. I done missed the train I done missed the ride that opportunity has lapsed, right? It's over, but it's going to come back around. And this time when it comes back around, you know, like, okay, I should have jumped. I should have jumped. I should have jumped. So now you get to jump. So, um, it builds me up. Um, but it's like I said, and I, I've been more honest about it, is that I embrace my bad days. I embrace my moments when I'm not a hundred percent, when I'm not 70%, when I'm not 280%, you know what I'm saying? Like I embrace my, uh, you know, my shadow side. I embrace the parts of myself that need work. And, um, also now I start feeling like, you know, being anxious is a good thing because I know some crazy shit's about to go down, whether that's good or that's bad. I'm like, I'm grateful that I have the ability to be conscious that some fucked up shit's about to happen. And then I'm grateful, um, that I'm getting to experience it, whether it's good or it's bad. Right. And then I'm grateful. Okay. I'm grateful that I'm having the opportunity to grow and become stronger. Because I know when it's said and done, like when them waves come and they hit you and they're hard. But then at the end of the day, when you stay cool, you didn't break. I'm speaking for myself. I didn't break anything. There's no holes in the wall, right? I didn't talk, talk, cuss nobody out. I'm not going to say I talk bad to somebody because that's just, you know, let's be real. I didn't cuss nobody out, right? I stayed true to me. I did what I was supposed to do. I get to the end of that. With that mindset, with that ability, right? Staying cool, staying calm, staying true to me, staying solid. I feel like a winner. I feel like I got a dub. I feel like, okay, that's just one more thing that's going to help me build up my ability to take that leap of faith and do what I need to do in life. When I say I'm feeding my soul, I'm following my heart. It's not easy to feed your soul. It's not easy to do what you want to do. It's not easy to, to follow your heart You say, this is a hard decision to make, but I know that, you know, I'm saying this, whatever happens, good or bad, I followed my heart. So I can't be mad at the fact that I followed my heart. I can't be mad at the fact that I fed my soul because I. how did I come out of it? I came out of it wiser. I came out of it stronger. I came out of it more loving, right? So that's how I feel about anxiety. That's what I, what I feel like I've gained. That's what I feel like, you know, it affects my life in that way. And it it also, um, you know, dealing with this for, I would say 15 years. Cause I'm like, I I don't really know when I became conscious of having anxiety was seven or eight. I don't know, but say 15 years, if the math is off, the math is off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do I don't feel like doing no calculations. I don't feel like pulling my hands out and counting on my hand how many years it was. But however many years it was, it's allowed me to see um like I said, emotional underdevelopment and seeing a need for emotional development and understanding that I'm emotionally underdeveloped and I'm understanding that there's a lot of people that are emotionally underdeveloped and like I heard, I said before, I stopped saying why are you like this? And started saying, what happened to them? What happened to you? St- ask them, what happened to you? Yeah, I'm not going to be like, yo, what happened to you? Make you like this, all fucked up and shit. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to say, what happened? Like I said, I said a long time ago. It was like some he- like hella episodes ago. I was talking about with my ex. She was mad. She was crying. She was all this. And I was like, you know, I feel like. I said to... I feel like this isn't about me. What's wrong? It gave me an ability to empathize with others. That's what I feel like. Anxiety. How anxiety affected my life. And I'm grateful for it. So the benefits of anxiety. Um. Well, okay. First of all, I want to go back a little bit. When I put... Talk about how anxiety affects your life... Like, I put one thing, though, triggers. And so um, those triggers, the things that make me uncomfortable, um, that I have to figure out a way to have a healthy boundary with, because that's essentially what it is. I have to figure out a way to have a healthy boundary with someone is saying that no matter what they say, the healthy boundary is there because no matter what they say or what they do is going to affect me in a really, really... um. In a way that's gonna cause me to be stagnant. Okay, that's the way I think of it, plain plain as day. But whenever you're triggered, it's because it's because I'm not prepared for this. I'm not emotionally prepared for this. That's why I said I see. I saw a need to become emotionally developed, um, to just become emotionally intelligent, and just understand that. Um, you know, this is a part of life that everybody deals with, not just you. This is one of those things, you know. So I'm grateful for the triggers and I'm grateful for the people who came into my life to trigger me, period. Because it was necessary for me to be the person that I am today. It was necessary for me to, um, you know, for me to be able to get to the point to say <clears throat> I am a winner regardless of my losses and mean it. It just, it took this, it took a lot of fucked up shit to get me to that point. So, <clears throat> the last thing I want to talk about. Benefits of anxiety. Okay, so, you see the power in moving past it, or use it as a motivation. Like I talked about in saying, when I get to that point of making it through the day, even though I had rough uh, patches, even though uh, this, that happened, and the third happened this week, right, ba I still see Okay, I'm stronger. Okay, I'm I'm grateful for what I went through. Okay, now I'm ready to take that leap. Even if the leap ain't here. You feel what I'm saying? I'm gonna be ready when it's time. I'm like I'm running. I'm taking off. I'm about to jump. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel when I get past it. I'm using it as motivation to jump to the next thing, to level up to where I'm trying to be, where I know in my heart that I'm supposed to be. That's what I mean about following your heart. When you Sit back and you say, where do I feel that I am supposed to be right now? That is you following your heart. Okay. And when I say feeding your soul, okay, I'm saying that is the positive reassurance that I'm talking about. That's the reassurance I'm talking about. When you're feeding your soul, you're reassuring yourself. that you know, saying, I am a winner regardless of my losses, right? I'm feeding my soul. It's basically, you know what I'm saying, getting a drink of water at uh at a timeout. You know what I'm saying? I'm re-energizing. I'm, I might need to reboot. I might need to rewire. I might need to do this. I might need to do that to make sure that my soul is fed and it's prepared to, um, you know, it's, is prepared to work. It's prepared to exceed expectations in my, in my mind. I'm like, I drop all the expectations, but I firmly believe like, I mean, it's hard. I'm dealing with my emotions. I deal with my shit every day, but I have an expectation to, to have faith in order to have faith. I need to feed my soul. And in order for my soul to be fed, to a degree that I feel is necessary my soul needs to feel hopeful i need to understand that that okay we on the right road we on the right track and the only way to do that is by telling myself it's okay reassuring myself that i am loved i am okay i am safe okay understanding that this is a massive passion okay so it's kind of like you know when you get into an argument with somebody i'm gonna be real like this is this is some crazy shit that i'm just now dealing with cuz i ain't i haven't really had a lot of good influences in my life but so i'm just going to say like i got mad i got mad at somebody kind of irritated with them like don't talk to me right now i'm good don't talk to me right now and i come back and you know we talk about it whatever whatever right everything's cool and i was like you know i'm sorry i got upset they said i'm glad you got upset because it lets me know that you care So then I thought about that and I'm like, so I get anxious to talk about, to talk to people because I want to talk to people. I get anxious to be around people because I want to be around people. Well, it's kind of like I said, I don't want to talk to people because I feel like they don't care, but you don't, you don't get to the point of feeling like people don't care unless you want people to care. So I'm passionate about what I have to share with people. And and in being passionate with what I have to share with people, I, I kind of have a, a sort of a, a certain uh vision, a visual in my mind of how I expect them to respond. And then if I don't get that response, I'm like, this is what failure looks like. Take a good fucking look. This is what failure looks like. But then I had to say to myself, that doesn't change the fact that I'm I'm massively passionate about this. It doesn't change. I'm going to tell you, regardless if it's a good outcome or a bad outcome of however you think, at that current conscious state, there's always room for improvement. I'm not saying to not be proud of yourself. I'm just saying that when you say, I'm good, I know this, I don't need to know anymore, you're holding yourself back from where you're supposed to be. If you was that was as good as you were supposed to be, you damn sure wouldn't be there. That's that's the way I think about it. But I still get this feeling in my heart when I'm like, that shit, that shit went. This is it, right here. Oh yeah, that's it, good. But before I got to that point, I was hella anxious. I was unsure of myself. But I see that um, when I have an emotion about something, it's helping me identify you know, this is something I care about. This is something that I'm passionate about. The same thing with people. This is a relationship that I'm passionate about and that I care about. So it makes sense that I'm anxious. It makes sense that I have worries, you know, because it's something that I'm passionate about. something that my heart is connected to. something that my soul is connected to. Um, it's something that is um, very special to me, you know. So then what's the next benefit? last benefit value over fear it's like i said um when you say (laughs) that a nightmare is good um you know because you get to that point where you're like i'm just grateful that i learned what i learned it's like when you go through (laughs) i mean this is the best way i can put it when you go through a breakup this is for me. This is so specific. It's fucking, it's fucking hilarious. Okay. So when you not just through a breakup, but when you go through, uh, 25 toxic relationships, cause I don't want to call nobody out. I don't want to have nobody feeling like they're being called out. When you go through 25 different toxic relationships, periodically through your life, you, um, naturally build a fear of being in a relationship you naturally build a fear of what is it called um a fear of intimacy a fear of being romantically involved with someone you you naturally get that fear but then when you assess right but then the massive the massive change right what happened you get to a point where you like I said that. I am so grateful. I, I felt like it was a little bit disrespectful when I said, I'm grateful for all them bitches because if I would have known where it was going to take me, then fuck it, I would have been like, cool. I'm sorry that I said bitches, but like that's how I talk and that's how I feel. I'm grateful for the bullshit that I had to go through because it got me to this point where, okay, what did I leave with? Like I said, I become more wise. I become more strong. I become more grateful. I become more faithful. I become more hopeful. I become um, a person who's ready to take that leap. I become a person who says, I know that I got to walk across the battlefield and it's dark and I don't know who's out there, but it's something that God's asking me to do is something that's necessary to feed my soul is something that's necessary for me to do to follow my heart. Then fuck it. I'm going to go. That's the value part. When I said I finally got to that point and I was saying I'm figuring out what love means to me. When I said I'm figuring out what love means to me, I'm figuring out what it means to follow my heart. I'm figuring out what it means to feed my soul, follow the beat of my own drum. And understanding that that doesn't mean that I'm only going to do what I want to do. That just means that when I'm doing something, I'm doing it the way that I want to do it. Okay? I'm not saying I'm going to break all the fucking rules, but I'm doing what's comfortable for me. We'll get the job done. The job's getting done. Don't worry about that. And it'll be done the way you wanted it to be done. But everybody's not going to do it the same way. Even if it's a list, a, a, a recipe to follow. Everybody fills up they cup differently. Everybody levels off their flour differently. It's a fact. But I took a step back and I say, you know what? I'm grateful for the experience. We all That's the way I look at it because we all get to the same end point, right? we die. We live our, we're born, we live and we die. We all go through those points, those stages, right? But we all go through different things to get to the, those points. But it's still important to value that you were able to be born, that you were able to live and that you were able to die. You were able to experience. That's what I'm saying. When I said in the episode, experience in the experience, like you get to a point in life where you realize when you grow up, when you get mature. When a little bit of maturity starts to set in, I'm not going to say I'm mature. I'm just going to say when a little bit of maturity starts to set in, you get to a point point you say, okay, obviously this shit isn't going to (laughs) end. Like, I mean, like, oh, I don't want anybody to think this is never going to get better. It will get better. It will get better. But it's probably not going to stop. You're always going to have to deal with something in your life. Small scale, large scale. You're always going to have to deal with something, but value the experience, value the opportunity to gain some more consciousness, to be able to say, am I okay with this? Am I okay with that? And to actually assess the things that you're not okay with that are affecting your health. That's what it comes down to. Anxiety is, is saying what's going on. Let's check our health. Let's make sure that we're okay. In a way that I deal with it. I breathe and I say you know why I'm feeling like this. Because I'm about to go the fuck off. In a good way. I'm about to do what I need to do. In a good way. So. um, I got one more thing I wanted to talk about. So. It was kind of weird. A lot of weird shit happens. I'm always some weird shit is happening to me. Always. I'm not a victim. So. A lot of weird shit is going on. Anybody else going through it? I feel you. So, um, I was in my room. I was chilling. I was, um, doing a little bit of studying, watching some videos. Let me see this video. I was something about, um, it just popped up. So I wanted to look into it. It was about, um, anxiety and worry. And then another thing was, um, was just kind of about motivation a little bit but I'm gonna read a couple quotes so this first quote is imagination is everything it's a preview to lo- to the life ahead of us and um I like that because it's like I said when I want to Uh, to ask God for something I have to be able to believe in my heart have faith that he's going to deliver it and not only that but have the faith to believe that I am worth I'm worthy enough to accept it I'm enough to carry the um you know there's always a burden that comes with something and there's always um a gift that comes with something so i'm ready to carry the load i have to know that in myself but without that i need imagination which is hope okay i felt like that was necessary to talk about with anxiety because it's necessary to be hopeful so what i was saying that was weird is that <clears throat> so i'm watching this video and it's talking about god and it's talking about different scriptures um to read Right. And I felt like I kind of connected to the guy because he was like, it's hard for me to read the Bible because I'm reading the Bible. And it's just the way that they're they're talking that while I'm reading it, I want to fall asleep. And I was like, damn, I am. I feel that way. But I don't ever want to tell nobody I feel that way because I'm like, is this something I should be saying or okay? But then my grandma walks in super mysterious, like, hey, gives me these two pieces of paper and both of them have scriptures on it. The guy says in the video he says it's not about reading the whole Bible. It's about having a few scriptures that you can that you can hold near your heart and recite when you feel anxious, when you feel stressed out, when you feel weary. So the one that stuck out to me that my grandma gave me uh Matthew chapter 6 verse 34. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And I was like, that 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 was necessary, Grandma. Because all last night, I didn't tell her this, but I was like, all last night I was worried about some fucking bullshit. that Didn't have nothing to do with anything. It's like, anxiety comes and knocks. And it's like, do we have anything to worry about? And, and you're like, no, I think today's a good day. I'm cool. And they're like, but are you sure you don't have anything to worry about? And I'm like, I'm good. And then they come back. Fifteen minutes later, like it's a small list, like three things. Like I think these are three things that we could worry about, and then it's like boom. Now I'm now I'm fucking worried about that shit, and so this is necessary for me, you know. Oh, okay, think in my mind. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow, we'll worry about itself. It's so true. Tomorrow will handle itself. The situation will handle itself. It's necessary for me to have a response. It's necessary for me to be passionate and, and want to feed my soul and have a need to, a want and a need to feed my soul and follow my heart. It's necessary. But it's also necessary to take care of my mental state. And in order to do that, I need to, um, you know, get a hold on my anxiety. It'll help me to feel less overwhelmed. That's one word that I did not talk about feeling overwhelmed, but, um, yeah, so that's all I got for anxiety. It was, um, a tad stressful to talk about, but it was necessary and I'm grateful for the experience. Okay, so we've reached the end of Season 3, Episode 5, Anxiety. Um, I'm grateful for everybody who tuned in. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here right now. Um, I do want to mention, I didn't know if I was going to mention this in Sunday's Best or mention it now, but I go ahead and mention it, that uh, I know that I cussed in Sunday's Best. Um, I apologize for that. And I also know, I knew immediately, I want to say, that I did not pray. But I wanted to mention that I was talking about not being perfect. And that's kind of like one of those examples where I'm like, you know, I'm not perfect. But I wanted to mention that I'm I'm definitely aware of that. Um, But, you know, like always, I said before, I'll say it again. I appreciate everybody who tuned in. And I look forward to creating the next podcast. Peace. Being present is a present. I'm understanding that my anxiety is what permits my excitement, allows me to be me without a need for inviting. That energy fuels my legs when they once felt like jello, calming and energizing like the color yellow. If they call me laid back, I tell them I prefer to be called mellow. Cause I ain't laying down or rolling over on shit cause life ain't a pillow I used to use that signal as a sign to let up Now I know that's all the proof I need know knowing I'm going up, leveling up Regardless of what was, the now is If it ain't something in my control, please don't mention a fix Matter of fact, for real, don't mention anything at all Cause right now I'm focused on where I'm going and I don't plan on being stalled For real, I'm focused on the basket, I'm focused on the goal Like a photographer swiftly clicking buttons to never miss the perfect pose This is me saying that I always take a good enough look to tell how shit's finna go Thank God for the lessons I've learned and most importantly the anxiety that reassures my passions with every burn. A.B.